your afternoon home for Kings Talk and so much more. The Drive Guys on Sacktown Sports. I just realized Kyle Draper, Kyle Draper in Atlanta today, Whitey Gleason in yeah. Sacramento. Uh, I didn't ask you my big Christmas question um, that I really am looking for advice on. Before we get to the 49ers, before we get back to this potential Kings trade that we're just talking about, can I ask you my big Christmas question? Because I'm kind of on the horns of a dilemma here. All right, what you got? I really yeah. would love yeah. your opinion on this. For Christmas, I got, among other things, one of my daughters got me some cards, box of cards, and I opened these cards, and I got a really rare card, and it's a Xander Bogarts of the Padres card, and it's numbered uh, to 199 or something. It's like, it's a nice card. But what really makes it special, Kyle, I kid you not, is it's called, it's a rip card, and it says on it, rip card. You turn it over. There's a smaller card inside the card, but I don't know what it is. And it tells you it could be like a one-of-one. It could be like a Wemby card, autograph maybe. There's a million things it could be, some of which are really cool. Some are like, eh, but you don't know. The card as it is now is maybe worth around 50 bucks, which and it could go up depending. Um, But the card inside could be a really valuable card. So do I rip it and see what's inside, potentially, you know, rendering it worthless, or do I leave it like it is? In which case, it'll always have that value, that intrinsic value of you don't know what's inside. What to do? That's a great question. Now, are you, if you don't rip it, are you keeping it for the potential of maybe selling it down the line and that increases its value because you don't know what's inside? Or are you hoping what's inside is, you know, a mm-hmm. Wimby or whatever, and then you can maybe turn that into something. Like, yeah, I would say rip it. I would say open it up and then go out there and buy another one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if it's only worth fifty, like go out there gotcha. and buy another one. For yeah, 50. they're you know? they're they're really hard to get. There's, um, I guess you could go and find one and buy one for around fifty, whatever. But there's like two of these in a case of these cards. There's wow. maybe two of them in a whole case. I'd heard of them. I'd never seen one. It's like. <gasps> Um, so I don't know. I, you know, I, maybe I would sell it. I also if you opened it. Would you regret it? I don't know. I'm getting to the point now I don't where know if you'd regret it. If you opened it, it would be so much fun just to open it that I think I might be able to, Oh, well it didn't work out, you know, cause it's, <laughs> it would be a lot of fun to see what's inside there. I want someday my cards, either I sell them or I may want to like give them to somebody else. You know, someone could inherit them. Uh, if anybody in the family younger wants yeah. that. So I don't know. Yeah, that's but, true. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm really, my daughter who opened it, right. she says, do and, not and rip it. in that case, then yeah. you save it, right? Yeah, right. So. Oh, she said, do not rip it. Yeah. There you go. You got to listen to her. <laughs> you know. Thank you, Drapes. We spent an hour and a half talking know, about this yesterday, yeah. and we finally yeah. now come to a conclusion. Thanks Drape's to you. I wanted Drapes' opinion. I want to, yeah. I wanted your opinion on that. Right, uh, Yeah. Now, if it was just for you, I'd say, oh, but if your daughter said, don't rip it, like, because you might hand it down to her someday or something like that. You know, you never know. Maybe. Okay. 
All right, I appreciate that. Appreciate that. You My philosophy that. is just Tony wait Wagner until. Card or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My philosophy is wait until Bogarts goes zero for four with three strikeouts, and then reevaluate yeah, your the decision. Bogarts right. is like it's okay. You know, if it was like a really big name, I I would like I'm not opening that. But he's and I like him, but it's like uh, could do better. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. good player, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see. Plays for your favorite team. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Xander Bogarts. All right. I'll have to stay tuned. If I ever do it, I'll have to do it like on the air or something. Boy, that'll be a ratings grabber. That would um, be huge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the 49ers against the Washington Commanders this week. Jacoby Brissett is a starting quarterback for Washington this week. Uh, I know we were talking earlier about the MVP thing. And I have to admit, I, Brock Purdy's probably done as far as an MVP candidate, don't you think? I think so. I'm not 100% sure why. Because think about this. And obviously, I'm not a Brock Purdy guy. Four interception game. But now you're saying Josh Allen's back in the mix. Mm -hmm. Like, it's sort of like NCAA football. It's like when you struggle, you know, like when you lose a game, like when battling for the college football playoff. Like, you know, if you're Oregon – you lose week one and then run the table and you go 12 and one. But what if you lose week 12? Like it's Brock Purdy. His struggles late seems to have taken him out. But why is a guy like Josh Allen all of a sudden, you know, the, a sexy pick, let's say, you know? Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I think Brock should still be in the conversation. He's not my MVP. We know that. Uh, but it, it's definitely taken a hit. That's for sure. I think Lamar Jackson has it unless he has one of those games where it's like, right, whoops, right. and they play Miami and Pittsburgh. Um, so I think there's a really good chance that he, you know, brings it on home and, and takes, yeah. the, takes the award again. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, this is Fox Sports odds. Lamar Jackson minus 200. McCaffrey second plus 425. Tua plus 900. Purdy plus 1,200. And I think the reason is Mike Sando wrote about this today. And I was trying to get Mike on, and he wasn't able to come on today. But mm-hmm. uh, he wrote about it in The Athletic because of that perception, rightly or wrongly, that Brock Purdy benefits so much from his teammates. A lot of people say it's going to be hard for him now to overcome that. Right. The fact that he had a terrible game, it's like, okay, well, you're out. Um, Josh yeah. Allen plus 1,400. Dax on the, you know, on the periphery of it. Uh, Jalen Hurts plus four thousand. Mike Sando says if the Rams keep winning, Matt Stafford could actually work his way into the conversation. Hard for me to imagine, but I I hadn't even yeah. considered him. Nah, it, it's hard for me uh, to imagine uh, Matt Stafford. Uh, you know, but think about it. That their last win would be against the Niners. You know, and if he goes out and balls in out, and you know he makes the playoffs with that win, mm-hmm. maybe. But they already got seven losses, and so ten and a ten and seventeen, to me that doesn't scream mm-hmm. an MVP. Like I, I think you got to be a 13, 14, 12 maybe win team, something like that. And so I, I tell you, watching that game the other day, the Niners game, to me it was clear. And, and of course, maybe I'm a little biased here, Whitey, but you you help me out on this. <laughs> maybe you might be. <laughs> CMC was the MVP for the Niners. Like to me, it's, it's clear as day. Like he's the best player on the team in terms of skill positions and who would be up for it for that award. And so I think he's definitely ahead of Brock Purdy. I know it's a quarterback award. We say, 
But if I'm voting, I got Lamar one, and I would go CMC probably two at this point. I think at this point I'd agree. Uh, yeah, it's pretty – like you say, it's plain as the nose on your face. I do think if Brock Purdy has a great game, the 49ers win. If McCaffrey has a great game, they may not win, and that's nothing against him. Like he, like you said, I looked it up today. I didn't realize he's like 13 rushes for 107 yards or something. He had a really good game, but it wasn't yeah. enough. So, yeah, I think right. he's, he's lapped his teammate – Purdy right now is he's out of the MVP conversation, but it all all that really matters as far as the team's concerned. And I think fans really is whether they're able to win the Super Bowl or not. Because this whole year it's looked yeah. like this is a Super Bowl team. And as a fan, when you think your team is that good and you don't win it, then you don't really right. care about who right. wins the MVP or whatever. Well, it, it, but it, it, that's the thing though. That, and, and if I'm a Niners fan, we know CMC is going to be great. Debo is going to be great. You know. Kittle, Trent Williams, like those guys are proven stars mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in this league. Yep. If if I'm a Niners fan, my level of concern, secondary, yes, that's one. But then two, it might be the quarterback position. And not saying I'm nervous. I would if I'm a Niners fan, I would be nervous. But in terms of reasons this team does not win the Super Bowl. It won't be because they couldn't establish CMC like CMC wasn't playing well. Debo, you know, like you look at Kansas City. The reason the Chiefs won't be aren't Super Bowl contenders is their receiving core. You know, mm-hmm. we can look at that like the Niners have everything. But now there's some question marks about the quarterback position. I don't know. I, I don't know how Niners fans feel. But after watching that game against Baltimore and what the Ravens did uh, to Brock Purdy. I mean, when you look at it, and and help me out here, Whitey, man, I I don't want to be this guy, but they, <laughs> but I'm gonna be this guy. Yeah, Brock Purdy, the Eagles, we know their defense is not good. They're second, so against Cleveland, a top defense, against um, just played um, who who we just lose to against Baltimore, Baltimore, top yeah, defense. Right. Yeah, Brock Purdy has looked suspect. He's looked average. And so when you look at a possible run to the Super Bowl, are you, does that concern you? If you meet one of those physical, tough defenses, they might be able to bottle you up. Yeah, I think fans take their cues again, like we were talking about with Mike Brown. I think fans take their cues from the coach, and that's one of the yeah. reasons fans didn't like Jimmy. You could tell from listening to Shanahan's like, he didn't trust him. He doesn't like him. Yeah. To this yeah. point, it's pretty clear Kyle Shanahan feels okay about Brock Purdy. But to your point, if he had another bad game this week, obviously, then I th- <laughs> then everyone would have to come to terms with uh, the possibility that, huh, maybe he's not all that. But as for now, you know, they've he's got every opportunity to turn it around. It'll be fascinating to see. You know, this Washington game, Washington's not great. But all of a sudden, uh, with the 49ers now fighting for the top seed and Brock Purdy trying to prove that, no, I, I am what you thought I was. This is a fascinating game. Yeah. What's the Niners record again? Uh, they're, game. what, 11 and 4? 11 and What's the Eagles record? I, I forget. Yeah, oh, I don't know. They got, they got the same record. They got the same record, don't they? Yeah, so you go to head-to-head. And then that's <laughs> right. how you do that. Right now it's weird because the I'm line. I'm just saying, my that's boys are right that. there. Don't lose one of these last two games, Niners. Right. That's all I'm saying. And Lions team. are also 11 and four too. Yeah, and your uh, your Eagles look good last week against the Giants. 
Uh, first half we yes. did. Second half, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. We right. still got our issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll take a quick timeout. When we come right back, back to the Kings. How do the Kings avoid the purgatory known as pretty goodatory, which is what happens when Ooh. you're pretty good and you get stuck there? Uh, we have the answer. We have figured out uh, the answer for the Kings. We'll share that with you when we come right back. Drive Guys on Sackdown Sports. The Drive Guys. Watch the show on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Or listen on the Sacktown Sports app. Kyle Draper's in Atlanta where the Kings take on the Hawks tomorrow night. And we as Kings fans wondering, hey, uh, what happened against Portland? Where do the Kings go from here? We may have come up with the answer. Uh, But we have this on the YouTube chat, Kyle. Here you go. Uh, This is from Mojo916. Should the Kings look at Kevin Durant in a trade? We know that KD, according to Woj, is unhappy. Although KD says, how do they know uh, whether I'm happy or not? But how about that? If KD's available, boom, swoop in and get him. The the Slim Reaper. It's a Slim Reaper. Go for it. You know, uh, (laughs) you would be favorites in the Western Conference, I would imagine. Uh, uh, I I, I see a lot of fans are against Kevin Durant. But uh, you know what? He's still the man. You know, uh, Whitey, I, I just... I'm here in the hotel room. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, the Celtics are about to play the Pistons. Let me turn on oh. NBA TV. And I look up, and guess who's on NBA TV, their pregame show right now? I don't know. DeMontis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox. Wow. Our guys, because we're in Atlanta here. Ah, wow. I forgot. NBA TV Turner, based here. Yeah. Turner based here. Yeah. So our guys getting some love uh, right now on NBA TV on their pregame show. They're on the court. And it looks like that they were demonstrating a two-man game or DeMontis running the elbow point or something like that. So uh, I just flicked it on, and I'm watching our guys right now. Good to see them getting getting some love. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think now about our proposed trade? We were talking about some names that have popped up, names that are, you know, that some people are just guessing, hey, uh, maybe the Kings should look at these guys, and some names that have been reported um, could be available and I, we may have found our guy, right, Kyle? I think we, we're in lockstep on this. Yeah. We may have found our guy. And and he resides here in Atlanta. We'll see him tomorrow. And Kings fans, I'm going to do my best to kidnap him, stuff him in my suitcase, <laughs> get him by, past TSA security, and bring him back to, to Sacramento. We're talking about DeJounte Murray. Yeah. And he checks every single box that we need. Think about it, Whitey. First of all, he's a former All-Star. Second of all, he's 6'5", but his wingspan is 6'10". Oof. He's an elite perimeter defender, third mm-hmm. in the NBA in deflections. A couple of years ago, led the NBA in steals. Can you imagine a, a defensive backcourt of him in De'Aaron Fox? I like it. And so, and he can knock down the three, shooting 37% from three-point range. And so, Kingsfield, how do you feel about DeJounte Murray? We're talking about Zach Levine, who I love. He's flashy. OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam. To me, the one guy that we've all been mentioning that doesn't have any warts or any flaws or any hangups is DeJounte Murray. Mm -hmm. I dare somebody to tell me why DeJounte Murray would not work in Sacramento and why he should not be the guy. He's playing off guard now in Atlanta you know he was a point guard like well he's a point guard well he's playing off the ball he can certainly play point guard so he's a combo guard um and he does defend that's that's the main thing 
And, you know, a lot of the guys we've talked about, even Isaac Okoro, his contract is expiring. So then you'd have the issue of do you want to, uh, mm. you know, pay him? How much do you have to pay him? Which is the Ananobi and the Siakam situation. But DeJounte Murray's under contract, right? For a while, you'd have yeah. him under club control, so to speak. Yeah, he's under contract. Uh, I got it right here uh, for three more years and then a player option in that fourth year. And so, to me, he fits the timeline uh, of what we have. He's 27 years old. Uh, him and DeMontis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox, you know, that would be your core three. I really like, and let's not forget, an emerging Keegan Murray yes. also. Yes. Here's the thing about DeJounte. He's not a ball hog. He's not a guy that's just going to dribble out the clock and 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 and, and stop ball movement. And, you know, he came up in the Greg Popovich system uh, of knowing how to play. And so I, I think he checks all the boxes. I don't know what it would take to get him, but and I understand he's a good player, but I don't know if his value is, let's say, you know, three first round picks or anything like that with the Hawks gave up uh, to get him. You know, he's removed mm-hmm. from his all-star campaign. And so that, you know, DeJounte Murray's the type that if I'm Monty McNair, I'm not waiting for the Hawks to call me. I'm picking up that phone. Hey, what's it going to take to get DeJounte to Sacramento? Here's my question for you. And you know that I'm on board yeah. with you on this, um, okay. but just playing the devil's advocate, however you want to phrase it. DeJounte Murray is a good player but the Hawks aren't that good. Um, so how much really can he help me? Is he really good enough to help me, help my Kings team, or am I just moving pieces around if I bring him in? No, I, I think he could. You know, the issue with the Atlanta Hawks is Trey Young. As good as Trey Young is, you know, he's not the face of the franchise in terms of helping them lead to wins. It's They've changed coaches. They've changed players. And their one constant has been Trey. And I don't think DeJounte's trying to fit in and he's doing the best he can. But, and you know, I think in this kind of system, he can attack the rim. He can put the ball on the floor. And, and you know, you got people on the text line. Uh, I don't want to, you know, uh, diss them. But somebody said, LOL, DeJounte, he's the same player as Halliburton. Clearly, this person from the 916 just doesn't, is not watching. Um, Halliburton is a point guard who needs the ball in his hand. DeJounte Murray is currently playing off the, the ball key. in Atlanta. That's the yeah. key to the whole thing. Yeah. Right. Exactly. He's proven that he can play off the ball at a high level. And so, no, I, I think this is a slam dunk uh, if I'm Sacramento. It, it might take a lot to give up, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that. that's the thing. When you're, when you're talking Sacramento, basically, we want to give away – our players we feel are expendable. Why right. would others be right. interested in that? Like, what's the what's the carrot for these other? Teams? <laughs> Maybe it's the draft picks. Maybe you try and swing a, a three teamer somehow. Um, I, I don't know, but Dejounte would be the answer to a lot of our questions. Here, here's my here's my offer, and obviously, I I don't have the trade machine in front of me, so I don't know salary wise how this yeah. works out. But we'll figure that out. I would go to Atlanta and I'd say, oh look, we want Dejounte Murray. Uh, we're taking Keegan, De'Aaron, Domas, and Monk. You can't have them. They're off the board. Other than that, so Keegan, De'Aaron, Domas, and Monk can't have them. Other than that, you give me DeJounte Murray, and you give me Onyeka Okongwu, and you can have whatever you want. <laughs> what You take. You just tell us. <laughs> Draft picks, but what do you want? What do you Yeah. 
Whitey, you not only want DeJounte, you said Okungwu also. I told you I was getting greedy, and you know I I love. I love Onyeka Okungwu. (laughs) So if they would give me that, it's like, you can have whatever you want other than those four. What do you need? (laughs) Oh, my god! State fair tickets to season pass. Whatever you want, right? (laughs) Dude, if we get Okungwu and DeJounte Murray, come on now. That's... uh, Hey, Cancel Christmas. Uh, you know, <laughs> right. I, I think easier j- chance of getting Clint Capella yeah, than Okungwu. Yeah, probably. You don't want, all right, yeah. all right. You don't want a, uh, Clint Capella. Would he help so, us? Do you think? Nah, I mean, he yeah. would because he's a defensive center, defensive yeah. big, can block shots. But I don't know if he could play alongside DeMontis Sabonis. So are you bringing Clint Capella to be your backup center. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. You want to get greedy. I'm saying just give me DeJounte and then let's at least get that step first. Let, yes. Let's make that move and then figure some other things out after that. You're right. Do you really think he's the type of guy that, that Monty would covet, that Mike Brown would fit into his system? Because I think so. I think so. Yeah. You know, the only issue is the Kings play really fast and he's not necessarily a fast player. But he's a heady player, a smart player, can knock down the three. Like, I don't see any holes in his game, to be honest with you. He's a mid-range guy, could get to the paint, uh, can shoot. Like, I think he would thrive in the system. And from everything I hear, hard worker, mm-hmm. leader in the locker room. Like, we talk about leadership when it comes to Atlanta. You know, DeJounte Murray is that guy that's, you know, setting the tone in terms of leadership for that franchise, you know, being respectful of everybody, organizing team events, uh, treating staffers uh, very well. And so, you know, a, a quick story about DeJounte Murray. I was talking to somebody with the Atlanta Hawks organization about him uh, last season, and they said he had a bad game, and I'll have to look it up. He had a bad game. It was a road game. And they landed back at the airport around 1 o'clock, one thirty. And he went immediately to the gym mm. to start working on his game. Like, he's that kind of worker. You know, you're tired. You're after a game. You get back, road trip. You know, you want to go to bed. No, he goes to the gym to put in the work. And, you know, that's something that, you know, they that surprised them. Like, yeah. oh, wow, this guy is dedicated, you know. And that's, that's the kind of guy we need and I think would fit in. You know, you asked me about Monty McNair and Woody. I think that's exactly – the kind of guy that Monty McNair would like. He's right. a guy like DeJounte Murray, yes. And you know Coach Brown's going to call Pop if it comes to that, hey, what what about this guy? And he's going to find out yep. everything he needs to know. Uh, there's only one potential problem with this deal. When we come back, we'll share that with you. Also, we'll okay. look at some other, some other names that have popped up as potential trade targets when the drive guys roll on on Sacktown Sports. Your afternoon home for Kings Talk and so much more. The Drive Guys on Sacktown Sports. Cal Draper in Atlanta, Whitey Gleason in our Sacramento studios. And uh, Drapes, we just played the commercial for True Sports Cards. I'm going to have to consult with them, get their expert opinion. Do I open uh-huh. the rip card or do I let just let it, let it uh, stand? I wonder what their professional opinion would be. Uh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Uh, we thought the Kings situation was a tough one to figure out. What do you do? Who do you trade for? But we figured it out today. Uh, Drapes and I fully endorsing a potential trade that would bring DeJounte Murray to Sacramento for... 
Well, that's the problem, right, Kyle? The problem is, what do you give up? Especially when you consider there are other teams that would probably be interested in a player of his caliber. Yeah, you know, the, the, the Lakers are also being rumored and mentioned as a possible target. Uh, for DeJounte Murray, um, I, I think the, the, the asking price is, is going to be high, maybe not as high as what San Antonio got for him. But, you're, you know, because of your, I would say, limited player assets, you're going to have to – it might be a three-first-rounder kind of trade. Yeah. And if you're Monty McNair, is, is that price a, a little too hefty? But, you know, uh, I'm seeing some of the chats and, and some of the text about DeJounte – Oh, too small, too thin in terms of uh, weight. I mean, this dude is an elite, elite perimeter defender. He would fit in perfectly alongside. You would would arguably have the best defensive backcourt in terms of steals, ball pressure in the entire NBA. And so to me, it's a no-brainer. And his contract escalates. and it maxes out at thirty million, I think it is, Whitey. Mm-hmm. That doesn't be that's you know, whereas Zach Levine maxes out at what forty seven or something like. Those, we're, we're talking, yeah. yeah, we're mm-hmm. talking a different ballpark here, and so Dejounte is is a hundred percent the answer for Sacramento. Yeah, I think so, and yeah, he he makes a lot of money. Well, of course he does. He's a really good player, you know. And there are worse. There are players that I don't think are as good as he is that make more money. To your point about right, yeah. So I yeah. But three number ones, I think if the Kings really were all in on him and, you know, if he had um, a willingness to come here, three number ones, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't flinch at that. And there probably would be, you know, some other um, things around the margins you'd have to do player-wise both ways. But I, yeah, if, the, if, if he's as good a fit, if they think he's as good a fit as we do, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I think that would be right. assets well spent. Yeah, and, and I'm looking at our guy Beamer Beams and Beamly mm-hmm. on the YouTube chat. Three first would be for Giannis or Bam. Three first for DeJounte plus players, that's way too much. I don't think people understand what the market is now for superstars. The Rudy Gobert trade, the Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell trade, the Durant, like, for those kind of level players, talking Giannis or Bam, you're talking five first now, you know, and two or three pick swaps. And so I think the market, and if you're Sacramento, we have to look at our first-round picks differently than we did two or three years ago. And you brought this up earlier. When those were lottery picks, yeah, those three first-round picks, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. But now you're talking 22, 23, 24 pick range for Sacramento. And so I, yeah. I think to me, those aren't as valuable, obviously, as they were two years ago. Right. Obviously, you're you're taking a gamble because the further away they are, the less sure you can be about how good those picks are going to be. But presumably, yeah. if you're on the right path, yeah, then they're not like lottery picks, which could change your franchise. I think, I, yeah, it's a gamble. I think it'd be worth it um, for a guy and, of, and his, Whitey, of his caliber. Sorry, no. sorry to interrupt here, but... We have to understand also when teams make these kind of trades, they're also looking for young assets in return. And we don't really have that, I don't think. So that's why I think we would have to sweeten the pot for, you know, by adding in uh, better mm-hmm. draft picks, if mm-hmm. you will, more draft picks. Mm-hmm. You know, if we had a, a player that just wasn't working out uh, that teams were high on, 
and, and I don't know if Davion is that, I don't think Davion is that guy, then maybe it would only take two first or one for whatever. Right. But for because we don't have the player assets, I think our, our strongest assets are our draft picks. Mm-hmm. Three number ones would make me a little uncomfortable. I think I'd do it. But if I could do it for two and players, I'd feel very comfortable. What about uh, three that. first rounders with protections on them, potentially? Um, yeah. 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 I'm guessing. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So the, the fear is that if, you know, in 2032, when there's a bunch of eighth graders right now available, <laughs> is that <laughs> the Kings might be at the top of the lottery and you want to make right. sure you still have that pick. Right. Hey. I'm just, I'm assuming my assumption is that it's going to take a lot to get them and the Hawks would be, you want to put protections on it. We're, we'll just get somebody else's draft picks. We're not interested. I'll so. tell you what. Yeah. Fans may be worried about 2032. <laughs> I can't see Monty being worried about, especially no. in the NBA. Right. Dude, like a shelf life of a GM. Come on, right. man. 20. Really? Right. Like now is the, it, Pat Riley used to, don't forget about, get the player What if you can get the player. Mm-hmm. And if DeJounte Murray is your guy, do what it takes to, to get DeJounte Murray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned that you saw today, uh, just a short while ago on NBA TV on the pregame show, Darren Fox and uh, Domas and Kyle got some of the audio here. So here's what they had to say. First of all, here's Darren. This is just this afternoon on NBA TV on the pregame show, um, talking about what the Kings were working on at practice yesterday after that terrible defensive performance uh, against the Trailblazers. Can you guys, can you guys help me with something here? Um, you've had a couple of off days coming off of a, a night where Mike Brown, your head coach was pretty animated in the post-game press conference saying the Achilles heel of this team is defense. What does that sound like in practice the next day? You guys had a full day to practice today. What, what does Mike Brown sound like when he's trying to get you guys to play practice, uh, to play a little more defense? Funny enough, we actually did one-on-one for the first time yeah. in a long time. He's like, guard your man. Like, yeah. That's the first time we've done it in a long time. But, uh, I mean, I don't know if either, either one of y'all played for Mike. Very strict, straightforward, straight to the point. If you're not guarding somebody, it's on film. He's going to show it ten times. And you do a good Mike Brown impersonation? No, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) So how about that, Kyle? Maybe you knew. I don't know. Maybe you were at practice, but they're doing one-on-ones yesterday. Mike Brown said, guard your man. (laughs) Yeah. So they had practice today. No practice yesterday. Um, It was an optional shoot around, but they had practice this afternoon. I did not go today. Um, But trust me, I know for a fact, because I was in the film session yesterday before we took off for Atlanta Mike didn't show any offensive plays. We were in there for about 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. Everything was defensive breakdowns, controlling what you can control defensively. And so uh, I think when you look at the Kings, and we've talked about this, Whitey, some of the problems has been, you know, it's not only a bonus, you know, to cover up the the perimeter defender's mistakes. Like, you got to do a better job guarding your yard, guarding your man. And so it doesn't surprise me that, that they worked on that. I mean, Mike was uh, pretty incensed at shoot around yesterday, pointing out uh, the mistakes, and he pointed them out from everybody. It, Domas, De'Aaron, I mean, everybody was called out and shoot around, uh, you know, in, in the film session uh, yesterday. And so, no, it, they need to get back to, you know, playing better on-ball defense. I mean, you're letting, no offense to, to Portland, but you're letting guys we had never even heard of, uh, you know, mm-hmm score career highs against you, you know, Wraith uh, scoring 25, uh, you know, Jabari Walker, who I'd never heard of scoring 
17. And so they got to do a better job. And so I would imagine today at practice, it, it was a lot of defensive drills, no doubt about it. Uh, we talked earlier today about fan expectations and uh, expectations are high this year. That's one of the reasons that fans are getting a little anxious here and there. Domas addressed expectations uh, for this year and will uh, play for you what he had to say today about fan expectations. When we come right back, it's the Drive Guys on Sacktown Sports. The Drive Guys, live and local, every afternoon, Monday through Friday on Sacktown Sports. Whitey Gleason and Kyle Draper, and we've been kicking around the idea of the Kings making a trade for DeJounte Murray. And Kyle, I know somebody on the uh, text line said, oh, it's like bringing in Halliburton all over again. It won't work. And on the one hand, it's like, well, you know, he he's he plays off the ball, so it's not the same. But I, I'm, I, I kind of like that notion, a Halliburton-esque type player. I don't have a problem with that because this guy – can play off the ball. I'd never looked at him that way, but I see the point, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I'm okay, and and this guy plays defense. Yes. You know, no offense to Tyrese, but this guy is a much better defender. Mm-hmm. Um, he could play off the ball. He can run some point. Um, I think, you know, when you look at the two, Tyrese and DeJounte Murray, I think Tyrese has to have the ball to be successful. I don't. I think Dejounte is so versatile. He he's proven it. I he think could be so. on the ball. He could be off the ball. Right. Like to maximize Tyrese, Tyrese has to have the ball. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily the case with Dejounte Murray. And so I, I think he's perfect uh, for this team. And so I, I, maybe there's some fans out there that's just being negative and looking for a reason to shoot guys down. But out of all the players we've talked about, Whitey, he seems to me the best fit out of anybody. Right. Well, I don't mind any. He yeah. checks the boxes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pardon me. Yeah. I don't mind anybody raising objections because it's so crucial because it's so hard for the Kings to get a player of that caliber. You know, free agents don't line up at Monty's door in the off season wanting to right. come here. So when you get a guy of that caliber, some teams can, yeah, we'll get a guy and if it doesn't work out, we'll trade him, whatever. And the Kings being a small market team, you got to be extra cautious. So I think it's good. I understand why fans are, Oh no, I don't know if it's a good fit. But all things considered, depending on the price tag, I think it could be a great fit. And that's the thing. So tricky to find a guy that fits what this team is already about and also makes right. that team better. We haven't really found anybody like that, um, all things considered. But now I think maybe, just maybe, we have Kyle Draper. It, it took us almost all <laughs> the entire season so far, right? <laughs> we, <laughs> dude, we went through everybody. And, and this is the one player where I, I think we universally agree like you know what it makes sense mm-hmm. a number of different like what would be the drawbacks are there any negatives that you see and, and is it you know somebody on a youtube chat raised you know the weight like him and fox to uh light in light in the pants kind of ball players i'm not worried about that uh, you know i'm not i'm not asking them to play lebron james i'm not asking them to guard Giannis or anybody like that and so I, I I don't see any negatives. Do you, Whitey? Um, have to really look. You know, nothing you jumps really out. Look hard with yeah. a microscope, right? Like uh... again, the first thing, and we as we discussed, the first thing that jumps out is, well, could he play with De'Aaron? And you know, I wondered that when the Hawks got him in the first place. Well, wait a minute, how's he going to play with Trey right. Young? And he, to his credit, 
looked at that and realized he was probably going to be the one that have to make the adjustment. So far, he's done that. Um, I mean, injury-wise, age-wise, I don't see any concerns. Even the salary is like, he makes a lot of money, but nothing um, that right. seems extreme given his uh, ability. And he makes you better defensively. That's the thing. He's yeah. a good team player yeah. who makes you a better defensive team. And any move you make has to do that, or there's really no point to make it. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, because you're right about that. You know, Kevin Herter's shot isn't falling right now, but the issues aren't offense related. You know, we're, what we ha- what happened the other night against Portland was all defense. 130 points you give up to these guys. And so I think DeJounte helps that out. He can guard Scoot Henderson, who lit you up. He can guard Malcolm Brogdon, who gassed you as well. And also, when you look at, oh, well, will he fit with De'Aaron? Let's not forget, A, yes, he played alongside Trey Young. But B, this is a different Sacramento team. Like, De'Aaron is different with DeMontis Sabonis. So, neither one of those guys are your traditional point guards. Mm -hmm. Like, De'Aaron plays off the ball to an extent, Mm -hmm. you know? And so... This isn't the same uh, as when Tyrese was here. This is a, a different De'Aaron Fox. And with Sabonis being a de facto point guard and the way they run their system, I, I think DeJounte t- would be a great fit. Yeah, great point as you're running the offense through your through the high post and through Sabonis, yeah. like the old Kings used to run it through Chris Webber. Speaking of yeah. Sabonis, he was, as you pointed out to us, he was on NBA TV today on the pregame show, he and De'Aaron Fox, and Domas talked about these fan expectations, which have a lot to do with a lot of the angst that we're hearing and dealing with here from fans. We're all feeling it. Here's Domas on King's expectations for this season after what they accomplished last year. Let, let, let's talk about um, what what the expectations are for this year. As Grant talked about last year, you guys kind of took the NBA by storm. What's it like knowing that you have to be better as a team than your best was last year? Um you definitely feel the pressure, but for us as a team, we know what we got in this room. We know what we need to do to, uh, to be better, and it's obviously to move forward in the playoffs. And um, we feel like we still have so much more room to be better, and uh, we're working at it every day. Like you said, we're in practice today. That, by the way, uh, Jared uh, Greenberg yeah. uh, asking the questions. Um, yeah, you know, I had this chilling thought, speaking of you know advancing in the playoffs. When the Kings first got Sabonis, just confession – one of my first thoughts was, oh, the Kings want to be like Indiana's been, where Indiana had like, you know, those five years in a row where they won yeah. 40-something games, they got in the playoffs, and then, and then they were out. And it's like Indiana's tired of being that, and the Kings would love that because they haven't made the playoffs in so long. Yeah. But now I've been thinking, oh, my goodness, what if they're stuck in that thing where you're, you know, pretty good at Tory, where like every year, yeah, you're pretty good, but, uh, you know, you can't really advance. Well, it's pretty clear the Kings probably are going to have to do something to get out of that cycle, to really be good enough to be a threat this year. And this type of trade that we're talking about, um, I think, fits the bill and makes them better, not only defensively, you know, guarding your man, DeJounte Murray guarding his man, but keeping the ball out of the painted area, Kyle. That's very important. (laughs) Very, very important because you don't have that shot-blocking center, right? And and that's the knock on Sabonis. Well, if you improve your perimeter defense, which DeJounte Murray would do, that doesn't become as much of an issue. Uh, you know, I really quickly want to go back to what you said. Like, would we accept being the Indiana Pacers for the next five years or have our standards and goals and expectations gone beyond that, Whitey? 
Like, you know, mm-hmm. what do you think about that? If we're a, a playoff team for the next five years, maybe make a little noise, maybe advance to the second round. Is that enough or not? I don't think so. I mean, I would have thought oh. so before last year, but right. the way people this year already are going, you know, where's Zach Levine? Come on. We got <laughs> to do something. I think there's the people are not as patient as I thought they would be about that. After last year, we're spoiled. And you know what? We're entitled to be spoiled because it's been so long since we've had a good team. Right. But people aren't just going to settle for now, you know, for, oh, well, they're pretty good. That's great. No. They want to right. remember 2002 and still feel like the basketball gods owe us something. <laughs> One winning season, and now all of a sudden we uh, yes. it's championship or bust. Is is that where we're at right now? Yes. You know? But I get it, and I like it. I like it, Sacramento. We don't want to be the Indianas of the world. We don't want to be the Atlantas of the world, you know, just middling there, 7-8 seed, just happy to make the playoffs. No, we're trying to bring a championship to this city. And so that's – Mike Brown set that tone. Mm -hmm. And so if the coach is saying that, why can't we as fans believe that also? I'm with you. Yeah, we'll get right back to the phones. 339-1140-1800-920-1140. When we come back, and we'll tell you about how the the NFL may have stolen Christmas from the NBA. And more on the Kings going forward in a potential trade next with the Drive Guys on Sackdown Sports.